Have you ever considered what qualifies you to be an object of God's justifying love? Well, I'm not talking about whether you are elect or not. I'm just dealing with the aspects of your nature. Those who are justified have several things in common, and one of those is that we are all sinners. I had a conversation yesterday with a brother in the Lord, and it's interesting to see how many people who live in this present day of religiosity or cultural Christianity, free will decisionism, etc., claim to be in Christ, but yet they know nothing, absolutely nothing, about them being justified. As a matter of fact, they'd go on to claim that they know they are in the Lord because of the way they live their lives. They would say, well, I'm in church, and I help the poor, and I do this, and I do that, to which the Scripture would say that none of this can justify you before the Lord. By the works of the law, no man can be justified. So justification, as we've looked at over the weeks, and we'll look through the months to come, has really two parts, doesn't it? Justification is the what? Forgiveness, the remission of sin. We're no longer guilty. It also comes with something in its place, and that's called imputed righteousness. Now, not infused or imparted, but imputed righteousness. So in other words, not only is the sinner justified by being declared not guilty, and thereby they are forgiven of their sin, but then also they receive something from the Lord, and that is an alien righteousness. So it's not our own personal holiness or our personal righteousness that justifies us or that is part of our justification. In fact, it is the righteousness of Jesus Christ. All the obedience of Christ Even the death of Christ and the resurrection of Christ, the righteousness that is now credited to our account. We don't get to say, look who I am, but we get to say, look what Christ has given me himself, his righteousness, his obedience. This is part of what it means to be justified. Now, let's close this conversation out with why this is necessary to the end of salvation. Well, because yesterday we were in Romans chapter 8 for a few verses, and Romans 5 the time before, and in Romans 8, we see this grand order of salvation, and we see Paul place the essence of these things in the past tense, and we see him say that we're glorified. Now, think about glorification. That is the day when we as the elect, those who have been regenerated, who are justified, who are redeemed, who are forgiven, etc., we will be whole, never to sin again, fully made in the image of our Lord. So, when it comes to this time, how can God justify someone who is not really righteous? You see why we need the righteousness of Christ? Because no matter what we are in this life, there's one thing we're not, and that is perfect and obedient to the measure of God's law. But praise the Lord for His glorious grace that He justifies us through the finished work of Jesus Christ to be believed by faith, to be received by faith. God is the just Judge of the cosmos, 
and he has declared us guiltless because Christ took our sin. And he's declared us righteous because he's given us Christ's righteousness. Now, you might ask the question here at the end, why are you teaching this over and over again? Well, let me leave you something pastorally to think about. How often do you really labor over the grief and the guilt of sin in your life? It's not a bad thing. It's something that the Holy Spirit does for his children. We are convicted of sin. But sadly, many of us stay mired in the guilt of sin that is not ours to bear. We can come, as the Scripture says, bold before the throne of grace. This is the throne of God. We can call him Abba. Why? Because he's adopted us. But God cannot adopt things that are objects of his wrath. Therefore, we are objects of his mercy. And the beauty of that is that we are guiltless and we will not receive condemnation. Why then do we so often condemn ourselves? Beloved, part of growing and maturing in the faith and the knowledge of the grace of God is recognizing that though we will ebb and flow in the mortification and the vivification of this life, of this new life that has been birthed in Christ, and by the mercy and power of God alone will these things take place, they will never be completed until the day of the Lord. And even then, in the most perfect of days, we will never be worthy except that we wear the clothes of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening.